0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor
1: and Sam Gordon.
0: What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Now, thankfully, finally... Game analysis, not just looking back, but looking forward uh, as well. And before I bring in my great co host, Sam Gordon, also from Vegas Nation and Las Vegas Review Journal, just want to let you guys know and remind you that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Stations Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. And we appreciate all of their uh, support for what we're doing here. Sam Gordon, um, well, it's been uh, about 48 hours or so, a little bit longer than that uh, for the Raiders to kind of flush out what happened uh, against the Chargers in Los Angeles, a season opening loss, 24-19 uh, to the Chargers, uh, some good, some bad, some ugly, some uh, some downright, uh, you know, uh, good things to, to build on. It's a loss, uh, but somebody was going to win or lose that game, and it turns out that it was the Raiders, but I don't think that uh, it's something that uh, is going to linger, carry over, and I don't frankly think that it's going to play a big, huge part uh, of what the season's ultimately going to be all about.
1: Yeah, Vinny, I mean, half the league is 0 one is, is there? Does that mean there's a referendum out on these 16 teams? I, I certainly don't think so. Now, look, of course the Raiders wanted to win the game. There were opportunities there for them on Sunday against the Chargers uh, to win the game, but it's 1 of 17. It's 1 of 17 against a team in in Los Angeles that has, I don't know, Super Bowl aspirations, a tremendous quarterback and top tier players all over the field on both sides of the ball. I thought, if anything, um, all things considered, given the the some, you know the, the struggles on the offensive line, the turnovers uh, to be even in that game late in the fourth quarter with a chance to to possibly drive uh, and take the lead uh, late. Uh, if you're a Raiders fan, I think that's worth you know being optimistic about. And uh, frankly, again, tough a tough game against a tough opponent. And now you come back to your point, venue, You reset and 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 have a home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, let's be very clear here: if the Raiders look again this Sunday like they did this past Sunday against LA, then it's we're having a different conversation on the podcast next week. But until that happens, one loss, some things you have to iron out and correct. And uh, it's a long, long, long season um, for for everybody, for every, for all thirty two teams. It's just getting started.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I want to start right here, uh, Sam. Um, You know, the Raiders are continuing uh, to have a little bit of a rotation um, going on on the offensive line. Uh, Four different players played at uh, right guard and right tackle. It started out. Uh, with Dylan Parham, the rookie at left at right guard and uh, Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. uh, And then somewhere along the line, Lester Cotton replaced Dylan Parham at right guard and Thayer Munford replaced Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. Then it switched back um, at a certain point uh, as well. So um, that's kind of the situation that was going on, um, you know, with the Raiders on the offensive line as they continue to try to figure out uh, what that best starting five looks like, and in particular, uh, what the best start starters look like uh, on the right side. I'm going to say this, um, Sam. Okay, is it unusual? Yes. Has it happened before? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, does it happen often? No. Um, but here's my thing: you can't use. Well, it doesn't happen before, or never happened before, or it doesn't. You know, it's very unusual for. That to be the reason why you don't do something um, that you feel is the right thing to do at that particular moment. I don't don't believe that you could use that kind of a past history uh, to dictate what you're going to do moving forward. If what you believe um, uh, to do, the right thing to do, is to give – those four players that you're still deciding upon a fair chance to state themselves one way or another, uh, as either the starters or the reserves. And I don't think also, Sam, that they lost the game because of the right side of the offensive line. In fact, the right side of the offensive line played better than the left side of the offensive line. So where do you stand on, uh, this continuation of, uh, a rotation as the Raiders sort of try to figure out what to do uh, over on the right side?
1: Well, Vinny, I think, um, you know, if Josh McDaniels and and Dave Ziegler and, and the Raiders brass and coaching staff. Obviously, they want they wish they had you know the best offensive line in the league. Five five great offensive linemen where you know what you're going to get game in and game out. That's not the case. That's just the reality of the situation they're in. It had been a talking point, you know, for us and, and 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 folks that pay attention to the Raiders for the last year. And it's not exactly a surprise that it's you know an issue and a work in progress at this point in the season. Now, again. If we're having the same conversation in week four or five and you still have the, the issues and you still haven't settled in on a, on a top group, then that's another thing. But we're not there yet. It was week one. Uh, I'm with you in terms of the logic, like in terms of you know the logical approach to this, like j- just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen. Nothing happens until it happens. Right. Everything is everything is, is new at, at some point. So this to me shows that, you know, they are dead set on trying to figure out a configuration that works, that is the most efficient. And the most optimal in terms of protecting their car, you know, generating some semblance of a running game, uh, which actually, Vinny, I thought was relatively uh, effective when they went yeah. to it. You just didn't get to go to it very often because of the way that the game dictated the way the way that the score dictated the tempo uh, the game. You you get what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. it's 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 not ideal, but it's what they're doing right now, and 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 I I would believe once they feel like they have a combination that they're confident with. They're going to stick with that. Let that group have some continuity.
0: I agree, and um, here's the thing, too. You know, Thayer Munford's injury um, late in training camp uh, really threw a monkey wrench, I think, in the plans. I think he was headed to being the starter uh, over at right tackle, uh, and then he gets hurt, misses, um, you know, the rest of practice. Uh, you know, up until August 31st was when he was cleared, and he also missed two preseason games uh, as a result of that. I just think it's like they just haven't quite you know, really gotten a handle on it. it's not because, and here's the thing. It's not because they feel like they don't have anybody that can play. Uh, I actually think that they think that they do have four guys that can play at a capable level. They just want to figure out which, what the best five looks like. So let's move on, um, from that. I don't think it's like, like you said, you, you know, and, and and I, and I agree, uh, that can't be the reason why you don't do something because it hasn't happened before. Everything has to start somewhere. And by the way, um, Bill Belichick over the years, and this is where Josh McDaniels uh, comes into play and and some of his assistant coaches – they've pulled some things uh, in new England that looked unusual at the time. And why would he do that? That worked out pretty well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a pretty good str- tra- track record of doing things that maybe go against a grain or the grain, uh, that as it turns out, well, it was pretty, 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 uh, good approach to have. So let's let this thing play out. I say, um, uh, and, and it didn't, it wasn't the reason why they lost the game anyway. Um, so, uh, um, you know, keep moving forward. If I'm the coach, I'd keep moving forward until I'm f- just steadfast on, okay, these are definitely the top five. Let's roll with this um, throughout the rest of the season. So um, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, your your general impressions of um, what really held the Raiders back uh, on, on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's... Uh... You know, I, I, the turnovers weren't all on the offensive line, right? I think it was the turnovers. That was, that was the piece of it. And, and, and there's a reason that we heard Josh McDaniels and his assistants talk throughout training camp and even going into the season talk publicly about not beating yourself, right? You have to eliminate that element of, of, of football in order to optimize your success. The, the, the three turnovers, you know, plays that were misexecuted where there might be some opportunity there and just not executed, I think – You know, Derek Carr missed Darren Waller down on the goal line. Just finishing drives. There were a number of pieces um, that that went into it. Again, I don't think it's the end of the world. He he didn't play well. He had a bad game. It it happens. Uh, Other quarterbacks did. Joe Burrow being one of them. It happens. Um, You move on. You 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 move on and 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 prepare um, for week two. I I think you know, kind of on the other side of things, um, Devontae Adams is still uncoverable. Uh, He he was incredible. Um, but how, you know, beyond him, how do you unlock Hunter Renfro? How do you get Darren Waller going? I just don't think there was quite enough balance um, with what the Raiders were doing offensively. Now, defensively, given when you contextualize, hey, the Raiders had three turnovers. This is an offense with Justin Herbert and and Keenan Allen, who, of course, left the game, but Mike Williams and and Austin Eckler and, and just playmakers all over the field, to, for the Raiders' defense to go out there and get the ball back for the offense, you know, a number of times in key spots, I thought the defense held up pretty well. So, look, this wasn't a game that, that I necessarily expected the Raiders to win. It's a tough situation. You're going into L.A. The Chargers have Super Bowl aspirations. Whether they're legitimate or not, we'll know more about that in a few weeks. It's, it's just it's too early. to. It's, they didn't play well. It, it happens. You move on. I, I don't necessarily think it's indicative of what this team is going to become. Um, but there were a few fatal flaws that, that emerged, and that was the turnovers. They have to continue to trim back on those like they did in the preseason. And now it is that time of the week, that time of the show, where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of Race Sports for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us every single week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape and all things sports. Chuck, welcome back
2: to the program. How'd you do in week one? It's uh, good to be chatting with you, Sam. And all I can say is that you know the dogs were barking. There was a lot of puppy love. Every dog has its day. I mean, it was uh it was dogs. I mean, you get you get the Giants and the Bears uh, of recent times to both win outright on the same Sunday. It's usually a good day for our side of the counter.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Chuck. Uh, we we move on now to week two. Of course, an excellent slate of games begins Thursday. As we talk, um, you know, as we talk, it begins Thursday. Uh, Chargers at the Chiefs, Chuck, fantastic matchup, two AFC West contenders, two teams with Super Bowl aspirations, both with impressive week one victories in their own right. Chuck, Ch- 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 of course, giving four, total 54 and a half, expecting points, uh, expecting offense. Chuck, when you th- take a look at these two teams with what they're able to do in week one, Chargers holding off the Raiders, of course, and then the Chiefs absolutely obliterating Arizona. Who do you come away with more impressive? How crucial is this game in shaping the AFC West race?
2: it's definitely crucial it's only week two Sam but I mean last year the Chargers went in there week two and won the game outright and I remember us talking early in the season that the Chiefs really came out of the gate sluggish and slow and could they turn it around yet they were still the favorite or the co-favorite with the Bills in the AFC I guess I come out a little bit more impressed with um, Kansas City just losing Tyreek Hill um, not knowing what that offense would look like but hey Five-plus touchdowns, didn't look like he missed a beat. Maybe he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for some of the stuff that was said um, after that trade was done. So, um, you know, we're getting actually fairly good two-way action on the game. Um, The total, though, 76% of the tickets are on the over. uh, So the guests clearly think you're going to see a shootout between the Chargers and Chiefs. And I think when the entire AFC West plays against each other, you're going to see a ton of over money uh, roll across our counters. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, of course, we know what those two offenses are
1: capable of. Uh, And then, of course, getting to the Sunday slate, Chuck, uh, another uh, buffet uh, of good games, right? Week 2 action, still uh, a lot of storylines developing here. One that I'm super curious, uh, Tom Brady against the Saints, right, in Tampa. That is the one team that it seems like he cannot quite figure out. uh, His bucks laying 2.5 at the Superdome, total 44.5. Chuck, is this – for whatever reason right the Saints defense has always kept Tom Brady uh, at bay what do they need to do in this one to 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 keep Tom Brady at bay again and is this going to be the week he finally figures it out I think this is one of the most fascinating matchups of the week
2: It is. it's, it's a really good matchup Sam divisional matchup um, Brady's 0-4 there since he joined Tampa, or 0-4 I should say, against the against the Saints. He's definitely had his struggles. However, the betters are backing the Bucks right now, where sixty eight percent of the tickets are on the Bucks. I think you look at the Bucks though between Fournette and uh, and Godwin and Evans. Um, And they've got a lot of guys who have kind of missed practice this week and are banged up. We don't think Godwin will play. Um, It's the same team that had to come from a 16 point fourth quarter deficit and beat the Falcons. And let's see how Brady reacts against a team that has kind of been his Achilles heel uh, since he became the Tampa Bay Bucs starting quarterback. But early action has clearly been on the Bucs. I believe there that, Tom Brady gets it done in the Super in the Superdome
1: for the first time. Uh, moving along, Chuck, again, a number of marquee games, but I want to get to this one. I'd be remiss if I did not bring up the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, those are the three turnovers that they committed on Sunday in losing a relatively close game uh, to the Chargers. They give five and a half to, of course, that Arizona team that was decimated and destroyed by uh, Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. This, to me, Chuck, right, I mean, it's early in the season, but neither one of these two teams want to start
2: uh, 0-2, Uh, At at this juncture, uh, who do you think this game is more important for? I think it's important for both teams, Sam. And I'm going to touch on something you just said. You said neither one of these two teams wants to start 0-2. The reason being, not one team, not one team in the NFL that started 0-2 last year made the playoffs. And this year you've got the Pats, Broncos, Raiders, Bengals, Titans, Cowboys, Cards, Rams, 49ers, and Packers all 0-1. So if you look at that stat, although I think someone's going to buck that trend this year and start 0-2 and still make the playoffs, it's awfully tough if you go 0-2. Yet the betters, as we've kind of talked about, have been backing the Raiders with us. 64% of the tickets are on the Raiders. But sharp money has been on the Cardinals as we've seen this number start to drip or dip a little bit. Um, So you've got Murray against Carr here. I think both guys looking to bounce back play a better game. The Raiders are at home. Don't forget they were the only team that was 4 and 0 in the preseason. So I think this game is paramount because after this game, they still have to go to Tennessee, they play Denver at home and at Kansas City. So you've got some really tough divisional games that you have to play in the first 5 weeks. This is a game that is way more important to the Raiders. They can't lose this game and expect to stay stay pace in the AFC West. However, they know that either Chargers or Chiefs since they're yep. playing each other, we'll lose
1: this week. The early season schedule doing the Raiders, of course, no favors. Uh, moving along, Chuck, want to get to the final game of the week. I, I'm, I'm I'm puzzled by the NFC. I, I think it's too soon to say, you know, who the best team is. I think there was kind of a lot of uncertainty going into the season. The Rams, of course, don't look good in their debut. Uh, but you have two teams that I thought did impress in certain ways in their debut, the Vikings and the Eagles, right? A, a rematch of the 2017 NFC championship game, the Eagles giving two and a half uh, to a Minnesota team that, frankly, quite frankly, had, I think, one of the more impressive victories in week one, dominating the Green Bay Packers, uh, whereas the Eagles go on the road and and put up a ton of points in Detroit, kind of winning it, holding holding them off um, in in a shootout there. Uh, Are we going to learn more about the NFC picture through this
2: game, Chuck? Eagles, again, giving two and a half, total 50. I think we might, Sam. I think if we went back to a couple of podcasts ago, I think we kind of talked about the fact that I thought the Vikings could win the North and I thought the Eagles could win the East. And with Dak out now, I think that's even more of an opportunity for Philly. Philly played great in that game. And they had four different guys score rushing touchdowns against Detroit. My only concern is is that Detroit scored 35 points against them. You look at um, uh, the way that, that Cousins has played on Monday Night Football. I think he's 2-9 and nine in his career. But you fantasy guys that took Justin Jefferson early, you are smiling because nobody can guard J.J. right now. What I like in this game is I think you're going to see a ton of over money roll in on these two teams. I expect a high-scoring game in the, in the second game of the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Absolutely, Chuck,
1: a fantastic slate of games. Uh, we appreciate your – uh, uh, absolutely, Chuck, fantastic slate of games. We appreciate your analysis. Anything you want to touch on
2: before we let you go? I guess just that it's only week two, Sam, and, you know, w- there's a lot of question marks out there for some young quarterbacks. I think there's a lot of pressure on Trey Lance right now uh, to see how he plays. Ultimately, what is going to happen with Dallas? Cincinnati had four turnovers in that game very, very early – But you look at the teams that are 0-1, and and a bunch of those teams were playoff teams from last year. So I I think it's early, but you want to see some teams kind of bounce back a little bit. And the Sunday night game. I mean, we know his famous quote, I own you, Aaron Rodgers. They were 0-1 last year before they went on a little bit of a roll. And, you know, he owns the Bears. He's won six in a row against the Bears. He's got the best winning percentage against any team in the league against the Bears. They're double-digit favorites against Justin Fields. I think it's the oldest rivalry in football and should be a great game on Sunday Night Football as well. Uh, fantastic stuff, Chuck, as always. We appreciate your expertise and analysis
1: and look forward to talking to you next week as the NFL season continues. All right. Thanks, Sam.
2: Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town, at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.
0: The next time you're in a company meeting and see one of your coworkers cracking open a refreshing can that appears to be a tall boy and it's in your 9 a.m. meeting, you're thinking, is that a beer? It's most likely not. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. Well, not only is it going to quench your thirst, but it's also going to bring a death to plastic bottles. The donations of 10% of the profits from every can sold will help kill plastic pollution. Their aluminum cans are infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator. Yeah, without question, and um, you know, uh, last thing I'll ask about about Sunday's game, um, you know, I think everyone's on the oh, the starters should have played, uh, you know, bandwagon. I don't. I I I just, I mean, knowing how preseason games are played, and you know, the, the lack of game plans, the amount of times that these players get reps in practice, um, I, I just don't think that you're gonna simulate. What you're going to see in a regular season game until you get out there and play it in a regular season game. So um, I'm not. I don't think that there's a right way or a wrong way uh, to handle this. I think there's there's merit and prudence behind uh, each approach. But you know, I talked to Derek Carr about this uh, today at practice um, or after practice. Like you don't you you don't you don't get the kinks out in a regular season game until you actually play in a regular season game. I firmly believe that. When another team is game planning for you, the bullets are flying for real. Um, You know, uh, your starter, all your starters are in there. All their starters are in there. Um, I I don't think that that's something that you can replicate, even in a preseason game. It has to be in a regular season game. And the season's long enough, too. Um, Sam, the season is long enough to, even if there there so, is some rust to shake off, which every team does go through that, even the ones that did play quote unquote in the preseason, he, he, the season is long enough to be able to get that process done earlier in the season so that, you know, uh, when the time is right, you're playing your best football.
1: I'm with you, Vinny. And here's the way I look at it, right? Like maybe Derek Carr just didn't play well. Maybe the offense was out of sync. Like maybe the Chargers executed some of what they wanted to do. Like, the, the Chargers' job is to not let the Raiders score and to make their offense look bad. And maybe the Chargers just did that better um, on Sunday, right? Like, to your point, there are players around the NFL, star players around the NFL, that didn't play in the preseason that played well on Sunday or Thursday or
0: or whatever, Monday. I can name you a prime example right now. Please Justin, do. Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense didn't play in the preseason.
1: There you go. And, and and Justin Herbert comes out and throws three touchdowns. They play a clean football game and they beat a rival uh, in a close game at, at home and execute the way that they needed to. So to that point, right, there, there's not – I don't necessarily see a, cl- a direct correlation there. Sure, in hindsight, yeah, obviously maybe you would have. If, if, if Josh McDaniels knew without a shadow of a doubt, okay, my starting offense plays three series – in the second preseason game that they're going to be firing on all cylinders by the time they play the Chargers, I think he would have done that. He had to make a call. It just so happens that the offense didn't look good, and, again, you move forward. I think uh, – No, I don't mean to beat the dead horse here, Vinny. If if the offense looks like that again on Sunday and then again after that, then it's time to start having some conversations, and then it's then it might be time for, for fans and for, for for even internally for there to be some panic. But not yet. Yeah.
0: Just, two right. weeks, just
1: way too soon. And I, for one, don't think the preseason um, is the end-all be-all. You see guys every single year get hurt in the preseason. Why risk your stars doing that? It's one game. Let's see how they move on and respond after the week one loss.
0: And, and by the way. If the if the Raiders are struggling, if the offense is struggling four weeks from now or continuing to struggle, it won't be because they didn't play in the preseason. It's because something's not happening right. Exactly. Because, but you know what I'm saying? So, for sure. uh, which because because I I almost have to laugh, Sam, when people say just even if it was just for one series, I'm like, what do you really think one series is going to do in a preseason? When that that it might be three plays in that in that series, or even if it's five, I mean just I just I I, I, it, I just don't I, don't I don't agree I'm not saying that you know uh, I'm not I'm not saying that you shouldn't play your guys or that's a wrong approach I think it's to each his own sure. um, but I don't think that not playing is has any real discernible big huge implication um, when it comes to the regular season I think that this is a team in the Raiders who have a lot of, do have a lot of new faces, a new offensive system that they're kind of adjusting to. Um, and it's, it, whether they had played in the preseason or not, it's going to take a little bit of time for all of that uh, to come together. And maybe it will come together, um, you know, Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. Now here's the thing, uh, Sam, this is an Arizona Cardinal team that got their hats handed yes, to them. Yes, on, and sure right? it is. And then on top of that, uh, their coach, challenged him. I mean, he he pretty much called out a lot, you know, Cliff Kings, Kingsbury did about their pride, about their work ethic, uh, about their sense of urgency. Um, so those were some harsh words uh, that, that the coach had for his team after that game. Um, I would expect that if there's any pride in that Arizona Cardinal locker room, um, it's going to be a different looking team. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that intensity uh, equals, you know, is going to make players just be better. But th- th- I think this is going to be a more fired-up team, a more uh, urgent team. So whatever whatever team I think the Raiders saw um, or watched on film um, a- a- against the Chiefs, I don't think that that's the team you should be bracing for. I think the Raiders should be bracing for a wounded team that just got challenged by their head coach. And is probably a uh, hell bent on putting their best foot forward on Sunday.
1: Was there a team Vinny on Sunday that had a worse showing than the Cardinals? I mean, God, their, their defense just looked absolutely atrocious. And you know, w- whenever they moved a the ball, uh, when they did move the ball with any consistency, it was far too late. The game was out of reach. Right. So to that point, I, I don't think we're going to see a team that necessarily looks worse than it did last Sunday. If they, if, if, if we do, then that's a real problem down there in Phoenix, right, that they're going to have to figure out. Uh, but just from a, a like a personnel standpoint, from a matchup standpoint, your Raiders are at home. Um, this is a game they should win. This is a game that if you want to have the, the kind of season um, that they want to have and, and straighten things out and get on the right track and be competitive in an AFC West now where, look, they just played the Chargers down to the wire. You saw Denver lose to Seattle on Monday night. They didn't look too good. Um, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So we'll see what happens down the road. This is a game you got to win. And uh, I do think we're going to see a better Cardinal team. Um, I do think we're going to see a better Raider team. And, and this right. to me feels like a matchup where we might see. I thought we were going to get a shootout on Sunday. We didn't quite get that. This to me is setting itself up for a potential for a potential shootout because I feel like the, this is a you want to get your ra- offense on track. to the Raiders. This is an opportunity to do that. And that means if if that happens, the Cardinals are going to have to you know go to Kyler Murray and ask him to make some plays. Maybe we see a lot of points on Sunday. I'm not sure. We'll see.
0: Yeah, um, and it'll be interesting because I, I can't quite put my finger on um, you know like why didn't Hunter you know have have more looks or, or, or Darren Waller? Uh, but 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 I will say this, and and maybe this is a little bit of a uh, a message to to you know Raiders fans and our listeners. Um, you know I covered the the, the Rams. Uh, for a while, and they had there was one year where they had Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and um Robert Woods, right? And all th- like like I used to go on so many different radio shows, especially fantasy league shows, and they're asking who's it going to be this week, you know, and and it, like who's going to have the hot hand um this week for, between Cooks and and Woods and and Cup because they are all putting up big numbers. Uh, but but not necessarily in the same week, right? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 whoever wherever the ball ends up going uh, that particular week. It, it might you you could never you know make that call. So um, I do think there needs to be more balance, but I but I don't think it needs to be forced. I think organically it's going to happen where all three of those guys at the end of the day, and when I say the end of the day, I mean the end of the season. You're going to look back and the ball was w- will have been. Distributed at a, um, at, at, at a fair pace and, and, uh, ba- and, and in a balanced way. Uh, it just may not look like that in each particular week, but at the end of the day, it's the, the numbers are going to bear that out that the ball got to the appropriate players uh, over the course of time.
1: All things being what they were, right, in week one, Vinny, right, first time playing together with a full offense in game action. Uh, against a good defense, good defensive team, where there is a pass rush uh, that is pestering Derek Carr, I mean, can you blame him for looking at Devontae Adams, you know, whatever, X, X-teen amount of times, whatever it actually was? Like, I'm not necessarily justifying it. I'm not saying that that should be the approach moving forward, but I think the way that that game was played, when you think about the tenor it took on, the, the, the rush that the, the Chargers were generating, and frankly, how often he was winning at the line of scrimmage and, and getting open... Yeah, it makes sense. That's not sustainable. It's not necessarily the formula for success. But for one particular game, he felt like the best way to win the game was to go to the best receiver in the league. It didn't work out. And that, of course, is going to necessitate some adjustments moving forward. So I'm really curious to see from a defensive standpoint, what do the Cardinals do? Because the Chargers deserve some credit in this as well. They they took Hunter Renfro out of the game. We heard Derwin James, Vinny, on that interview that went viral, the respect that he had for Hunter Renfro. Right? The way he talked about him, don't you think that was part of the Chargers' game plan is to not let this dude get 12 catches for 140 yards? Yeah, somebody else did, Devontae Adams, but they executed what they wanted to do defensively. It's a credit to the Chargers. We'll see now how the Raiders adjust because, again, that template that we saw on Sunday wasn't successful. So you would expect a natural adjustment and maybe a, you know some, some ways that Renfro is going to get schemed open. Well, on Sunday to help him get in a rhythm and really get his season going
0: yeah, yeah I agree and um you know here's here's looking at this game on Sunday it's going to be a home opener it's going to be hyped uh, at Allegiant Stadium without question I think that you know I, I think it's important for the Raiders to play a game where they dictate the terms I felt like Because of the way the score, um, you know, sort of got out of hand there by the end of the second quarter, um, the Raiders had to play things on the Chargers terms more than their own terms. It took the run game out of the equation. You know, they had to really rely more, way more on the pass, which I don't think that, you know, it's healthy, the, the disparity there. I think they ran the ball 13 times you can't run the ball 13 times uh, and win a game. That usually is a telltale that you're playing from behind. When you play from behind, especially against the kind of pass rush that the, that the Chargers can generate, you know, you're, you're you're allowing them to basically pin their ears back and come after you all sorts of different ways. You're playing into their hands at that point. Whereas I think on Sunday, I think it's really important that, that the Raiders flip that script. And for two reasons, one, so that they could get into the offense that they envision for themselves um, at their pace on their terms, you know, not the Cardinals terms. But also, uh, you know, because of where the Cardinals may or may not be um, mentally right now, um, coming off a loss like they had against the Chiefs, hearing what their coach had to say about them afterwards. I, I do wonder how vulnerable they are and susceptible they are to if they get hit hard. Where are they going to be mentally if they get hit hard early against the Raiders? At least see, are they going to fight back or are they going to feel like, you know, a little more of the same as last week uh, and maybe go in the other direction?
1: Man, that's, that's a tremendous question, Vinny, and we are going to find that out. I will say this, right, kind of just taking a bird's eye view at the last year in Arizona, it feels just Again, I'm, we're not down there. I'm just reading, you know, what our what our colleagues do in Arizona and what you know the reports are from there. But it would seem right, little a bit, a bit of a disconnect between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, right? The whole contract thing leaking out and that getting out, like that's a fire that they had to put out. It's just it it it, it doesn't feel um, it didn't feel like that was a very good omen. If you want, if you're the Cardinals and you're coming off of a absolute shellacking. Uh, in the playoffs of the the Los Angeles Rams, that just didn't feel like a good omen to to hover over the team as the season started. and then to come out and see how they play against the Chiefs and just where they're at and 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 the the clear difference in how prepared those two respective teams were and the firepower that they had. You're talking about a Cardinals offense that doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, right? who just you know, as recent as two, three, four, five years ago, uh, you know, even more recent than that was regarded among the elite receivers in the NFL. He's not there serving his suspension. Uh, it's a fr- they've, they've never really been able um, to run the ball super effectively. Like, where are, they, where are they going to, if the Raiders are able to dictate the pace of this game and find a little balance and, you know, get, get some play action stuff going down the field and get Renfro, Renfro going, which, which if I don't know, based on the way I saw the Cardinals play defense on Sunday, wouldn't be a surprise. Where do the Cardinals go? Right To your point, what is going to happen? I do think, again, they're going to be more prepared than they were this past Sunday because it's hard to be less prepared than that. But how how prepared are you going to be really? And what what's it going to be like if the Raiders do punch them in the mouth? And vice versa. Maybe the Cardinals come out and they're a totally different football team and the Raiders get punched. I don't know. I just, based on week one, which I don't want to draw any major conclusions from, so it's, it's kind of funny I'm making this point, I don't see that happening. This is a game where, like you said, the Raiders are at home. Crowd's gonna be behind them. If they wanna get back on track and reach the goals that they have, it's a game where you have to set the tempo
0: and, and win um you know relatively decisively, I believe. Here's another thing. Um counting last year's uh playoff loss to the Rams, um the uh the, the Chargers are one and seven, I wanna say, or one and seven or one and six in their last seven games. Um after go after starting last season, I mean they started the season nine and two last year. Uh, but in their last seven games, they're one and six. Let me count that again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, yes, they're one and uh, they're one and six over their last seven games. So this has been – they're going in the wrong direction. I know last year is last year, but nevertheless, to finish the season the way they did last year, which was not very well, uh, and then to get, you know, uh, their hats handed to them in the playoffs, and then they had their hats handed to them to start the next season, uh, you know, yeah, where are they? For sure. You know,
1: Fair question.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, 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 Raiders, I think it would behoove the Raiders uh, to strike hard and to strike early just to see kind of what the response is going to be from, from the Cardinals, because they're, they're kind of uh, treading on shaky ground if you ask me uh, right now, but you know what? That's why they play the game. Sam. Yeah. Morton. Uh, yeah. We don't know. We don't know how it's all going to play out. You might get, um, you know, the Cardinals who do play well on the road, by the way, uh, you might get their best effort. Maybe they figure it out between last Sunday and, and this Sunday. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the Raiders are going to have a major fight on their hands. That's what I would prepare for regardless, which is why I would swing hard, swing often, uh, early on to see what, what kind of a response the Cardinals have, but we're all going to find out together, Sam Gordon, uh, how this is all played out. And I'll say this as well. Uh, whatever does happen, we're going to be back here next week to talk about it and then take a look at another tough ball game coming up. Uh, The Raiders traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans, who are also 0-1 after losing to the Giants at home. So, um, look, guys, it's a long season. Uh, There's going to be lots of, uh, you know, uh, it's always a roller coaster. We all know that. Uh, I've I've, I've seen some Raider fans kind of freaking out over this loss uh, week one. Uh, I can assure you that nobody's freaking out um, (laughs) in the locker room. Uh, They have it in perspective. Uh, I think this is a pretty confident bunch that they're going to get this straightened out pretty quickly. Um, and as Sam mentioned earlier, playoff caliber team in the Chargers, a team that people are literally talking about as possibly a Super Bowl contender at their place. Even though there were a lot of Raider fans, there are more Raider fans than not. Still, it's on the road uh, in, in, in another team's house. Uh, the Raiders had a chance to win this game with three minutes left in spite of all the turnovers. Uh, not the worst kind of a loss Um you know, frustrating, yes, but certainly not the kind of loss where this team walked out the field going, we have no chance, uh, you know, to compete against them. It was far from that. They understood, mm. If uh, if they had taken care of business, played a little bit more of a clean game, uh, they could have easily won that game, uh, Sam. So well, anyway, we'll see what happens on Sunday against the Cardinals. Sam Gordon, thank you for your great effort. As always, we'll check back with you uh, next week. Thanks to our great producer, Larry Muir, for everything that he does, and keeping us on time and making us sound really good. Uh, Larry, thank you very much uh, to all of our listeners and subscribers. We really, truly appreciate it. The season is here. We couldn't be more excited, and we can't wait to check back with you after the Cardinals game next week. You
2: Vegas. Get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town, at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.